0: Hey everyone, this is Damon, Coach. In this episode, I bring you another conversation on Dive Deep. And the reason why I decided to post um, another coaching session on Dive Deep is because the feedback that I end up giving uh, the candidate is actually, um, I think it's, it's quite valuable and um, it's probably going to be applicable to um, situations that, um, that, that work across different LPs. So what exactly am I talking about? If you listen to the recording, you'll hear that the two biggest points of feedback from me to the candidate are these. The first one is about scalability of solutions and results. Now, if you remember um, from uh, my training, and in case you haven't taken it, make sure to um, uh, to check it out at um, wwwday careers. So, if you if you if you took my training, you'll remember that in um, in a section on ownership, I talk about this idea that Amazon prefers leaders that um, treat the place of business as if they own it, and they treat it as investors, not renters, not as consumers, uh, which is you know which is very um, apparent and evident from all of the letters to shareholders that Jeff Bezos has, has produced over the years, and. One of the obligations or encouragements under the ownership leadership principle is that when you're working on solutions to problems, these solutions are meant to be lasting, they're meant to be permanent. You're meant to fix defects and not pass them down the line. So problems are meant to stay fixed. Um, And um, you're also meant to make sure that if you have solved a problem that is... Uh, likely to be repeated in other places in the organization that um, folks in those other places of of the organization um, that they can somehow use the benefits the fruits of your of of your labor and this is called scalability right like solving problems for good and making sure that the, your solutions have the maximum application across the business. In this coaching session, the candidate solved a major problem for his business, and he ended up. Um, scaling the solution, perhaps not directly, but indirectly. So his solution ended up working in other uh, parts of the business when the business was expanding to different regions. But he was a little bit on the conservative side when it comes to mentioning it. And I encouraged him to make sure that he focuses um, on situations when um, the solutions were scalable and make sure that... um, He's very clear that other parts of the business use the solution. The second bit of feedback is um, stumbling upon a solution, making a serendipitous discovery, which is, which is commonplace. Like when, you, when, you're, when, you're, when you're in a problem-solving mode and you start digging deep, you're peeling the data onion or you're speaking with various different people to understand how to approach a problem, which is new and which is perhaps complex, which is part of the Dive Deep Leadership Principle. Um, at some point in time, you make a serendipitous discovery. At some point in time, a light bulb goes up and you go, aha, this must be the problem. Um, in, the, um, in the coaching session, the candidate um, makes an impression on me that, that he was lucky. And I make a distinction between being good lucky and being bad lucky. Bad lucky means that um, you did not have a method when you were solving a problem and you were completely random. And while being random, um, you stumbled upon a solution. That, that's what I call bad lucky. A good lucky is, is a serendipitous discovery of a solution, um, which you um, did while you were digging through the layers of data or speaking with people or diving deep in any other ways. But you were relying on um, some sort of a, a mechanism or a mental model or a method which is repeatable and which will maximize your chances of getting uh, that ser- serendipitous discovery if you were to find yourself in a similar situation where you have a complex problem and need to solve it. So um, you need to make sure that the situations that you pick, they don't telegraph that you were just shooting, you were just swinging for luck, and you were lucky. Um, but you have some sort of method to solve a problem. And if you didn't have that method, um, you shouldn't invent it. You should just pick a different situation. So hopefully you will enjoy this session. And uh, as I mentioned before, if you want to learn everything you need to learn about leadership principles, um, you should um, head over to www.dayone.careers. Um, it's um, a massive leadership principles and um, Amazon competency-based interview training that I've pulled together with over nine hours of content, and it leaves no stone stone unturned, turn, um, and it'll prepare you for every sort of eventuality that you may encounter in an interview, such as interviewers using improvisations when they're picking leadership principles questions, and everything else in between. So without further delay, here is another session on Dive Deep. Could you tell me about a time when you were trying to understand a complex problem on your team and you had to dig into the details to figure it out?
1: Well, yeah, well, I, um, I recall that uh, once, uh, once my company just moved to a different, uh, to a different warehouse. uh, in the in the outskirts of uh, of Bogota, during the first month of uh, of operation, I saw something very strange. It was strange. It was that the overall on time delivery KPI, which was the, the KPI that was indicating uh, the the that the the the, 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 the deliveries were fulfilled uh, in time for all possible destination moved from uh, um, from an average of 99 percent to 96 percent so it had a three percent drop this is something that really surprised me as i was the uh, continuous improvement leader at the the company so i had to find the root cause in order to solve it at that point i i focused myself on the overall uh, uh, process for deliveries And I broke it down into three different components that were basically the picking and packing on the one hand, the shipping component and the IT information that was flowing from the uh, time that the orders were received in the system at the WMS. And they were transferred to the uh, the transport management system in order to uh, get finalized once the order were delivered to the final client. At that time, I, I first started with the picking and packing to see if there was a 3% misalignment. But uh, uh, once I analyzed on the same day, two different shifts and uh, 50, uh, 50 different deliveries from uh, two clients, okay, in order to have a significant set of data, I saw that uh, eventually the, uh, the performance from, uh from the picking and packing was five percent above the target that we had in terms of time so it couldn't be the reason why we had that, that drop in the three percent then I I, uh, I analyzed the shipping the shipping component in terms of the time that it took to the routes um, by the time by uh, by the time that the products were actually, uh, Uploaded into the uh, loaded into the truck to the time they were delivered to the final destination, and uh, I I saw that in this case uh, there was just a slight difference from the historical data that we had in the uh, in the previous uh, uh, in the previous warehouse by zero point six percent was the was the extra time that was taking. So it was basically not the reason for this 3% drop. By process of elimination, I got to the conclusion that it had to be a problem with the underlying IT information that was, uh, that was moving from, uh, um, from the WMS to the uh, TMS at the company. So I, I asked to the IT team, to review the database uh, the database information on the possible destination uh, that the company uh, that the company had after the uh, after the migration to the to the new system and uh, to the new warehouse and uh, by that time i realized that there was a particular city into uh, in uh, uh, among the the possible destination in colombia that had an accent mark that was uh, uh, that was deleted during the probably during the migration. The fact was that uh, in the Spanish name of this uh, uh, of this uh, particular city, there was an accent mark that before in the previous uh, uh, master of possible destination. And by, that, uh, by this time, in the, once I reviewed the information, that the accent mark was no longer there. So this, uh, uh, this made me think that, that that might be a problem with the link between the destination and the zip code that was attached to it. I later asked the business analyst to do a um, to search for all the uh, all the relevant uh, deliveries to that uh, to that particular destination, and he showed me that uh, um, that uh, all the deliveries to that destination during the two weeks into the new warehouse did not have zip code information. Because there was no match due to the fact that the that the um, that the, um, that the accent mark was uh, was deleted, as there was no zip code, it was not process It was not possible for, to the uh, to the TMS to receive the information correctly, so that uh, it uh, didn't uh, portray it into the system. As and I, um, I I then asked to. Uh, and to search for the total uh, total number of deliveries that had the that had this problem, and I found out that there were three percent of the total in uh, of the total deliveries that the company had made during the first two weeks. So I found out that it was this the the, the root cause of uh, of the problem that caused the drop in the KPI indicator. Then I I, I, I asked to replace the correct name and the accent mark in the uh, in the uh, in the master of possible uh, destinations so that it matched what was the information that we were receiving during the uh, during the order received. And uh, as a result of this, the uh, this problem was no longer uh was no longer identified actually the company was able to move back from 96 uh, percent to 99.3 percent which meant that the act that the problem was completely solved and the company was eventually able also to improve on its own uh on time delivery kpi
0: great <clears throat> thank you for sharing okay well let's um let me uh, let me follow up with a couple of extra questions um, so, um, the decrease from the, the, decrease with the on-time KPI by 3%. Now it sounds like, I don't know, for someone who doesn't understand the industry specifics, it doesn't appear like it's a huge drop. Uh, how big of a deal was it in reality?
1: Yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, a, an enormous deal. Because of the service level agreement that my company signed with uh, with all the clients in this uh, uh, in the in the operation in Colombia, as I said, that this was a combined uh, is a combined indicator that uh, and that was showing the the information for more than 20 clients in the industry. And with all these clients, the company signed an agreement to have at least 99% as a KPI. As it moved to 96%, there was the risk for penalties because uh, a drop so consistent equated to penalties that could have uh, uh, decreased the monthly invoicing with 60 percent of the client at least by 10 percent because uh, my company actually signed with uh, with those with this client an agreement that for each one percent drop in the on-time delivery indicator there was a five percent discount on the monthly invoicing. so it was a huge problem
0: got it and so then you you mentioned that your first instinct was to look into the three areas i believe the first one is picking packing the second is shipping Mm -hmm. and the third had to do with the it information flow my question is uh, how did you what what gave you an intuitive understanding to first look into these three areas
1: i um, i searched for the process flow okay the process flow as i wrote it myself okay and i And uh, I focused myself on the three main areas that were making up all the delivery cycle at my company, which means by the very time that an order is received, okay, to the time the order is, uh, um, is a shift to the final client, I wanted to focus myself on who are the areas that are involved in this process. And I saw that these were the three areas. Picking and packing, shipping, which meant transport team, and the IT team. These were the three areas involved, so that the problem, in my opinion, by having first an overall view, was uh, that it had to do with these three areas. And uh, and then it allowed me to break it down and uh, go to a more detailed approach, just once I figured out uh, who would be the responsible areas.
0: Understood. And then um, from your analysis, you figured that um, it wasn't picking and packing, it probably wasn't shipping. And so um, while you were asking the folks in IT to look at your findings, you then discovered that um, there was an error in the spelling of one of the cities. Mm -hmm. What I'm keen to double click on is how did you make that discovery?
1: Well, basically, it was uh, basically it was by the fact that uh, um, that as I told you, the um, and the accent mark in one uh, uh, on uh, in this uh, in this particular city was uh, uh, was wrong was wrong after I saw one uh, um, the I, I saw with the IT team them scrolling down the information about the possible destination. That, uh, the, that the pacts were, uh, were shipped to. It was actually, uh, on the one hand, also by accident, the fact that I saw that, uh, it, uh, that the, the information was correct in the majority of, uh, of cases with regards to the, to the final uh, destination. But with this particular city, there was, uh, uh, there was no accent mark where it should be, where it should be according to its Spanish name so that's uh, that's the moment where i where i where i understood it while i was uh, looking at the data together with the with the it team
0: got it and why was the it team looking at the data um, that involved cities like what what sort of data were they looking at
1: yeah they were looking they were looking at the log that is produced in the tms each time that uh, a, a packed order is, uh, uh, is prepared. Each time that the packed order is prepared, there's an internal interview flowing from the warehouse management system to the transport management system. And this information actually collects three fields. One is the uh, city, uh, city name. The second one is the zip code that is attached to the city name. And the third one, is the number of boxes that need to be delivered to this final dest- uh, to this uh, destination, and uh, i uh, as uh, I understood that the problem was not in picking and packing and it was not uh, in the shipping time, I asked the i t team to focus uh, on uh, the log that was flowing from wms to the tms so by the time they were scrolling the information down, I realized that, that uh, for this particular city the um, the uh, the accent mark was not written correctly and actually the uh, the zip code was not uh, uh, was not portrayed so that's the reason why I I figure out the, the problem and they were looking at the, this particular problem because I asked them to do to do it
0: got it got it understood and um, so I realized that in the end um, you were able to correct this, uh, this problem. And um, I suppose my question is, why did it happen? I know you mentioned that there was some sort of system migration in the business, Mm -hmm. which resulted in uh, the name of the city to be effectively misspelled. And that caused um, the incorrect attribution of um, the zip codes or or the fact that they couldn't be displayed and that call in the end led to the error, but I'm, but I'm very keen to understand whether you've managed to dig down to the root cause and, and figure out what caused the actual, um, unsuccessful correction or the change in the spelling of the city.
1: Yeah. At that time, at that time I figured out that, that um, the problem might have been with the, um, with the system with the system itself because uh, uh, because for this particular city it happened to have a very similar name with another city in the country and the only difference that they had was actually the accent mark so that the two cities were spelled identically okay in their spanish and uh, the spanish name the fact was that one had the accent mark, and the other did not have it, so that the pronunciation actually in Spanish changed dramatically. But for the system, okay, once I asked, uh, uh, once I asked this to the IT team in order to really get to the reason why it was not. Uh, um, it was not uh, uh, done properly during the migration. They, uh, they explained to me that the, the main reason could have been that the, according to the system, they were the same because he didn't recognize the, uh, the accent mark. So he overrode it the system. What should have been done, actually, and by the time it was one of the most important lessons learned of all, about all this project, is to actually create a condition during the migration from that moment on, so that in the case that there are uh, these particular cases of uh, same names but different accent mark in the same word, to always uh, put a condition in order to help the system differentiate and be able to to uh, to understand that they are different and they have two different zip codes so that's what uh, i i instructed the team to do and by the moment on we run another migration not in colombia this time in chile and it went on successful also i think because we put this condition uh, in advance
0: got it okay well let's <clears throat> let's focus on this um story um so i i agree with you that this is probably a better candidate for for a dive Mm -hmm. deep story and um i mean i've i've phrased these questions when i interviewed folks in various different ways but at the end of the day dive deep is all about rolling your sleeves up being able to dig for answers speak to people wrestle with data complexity um peeling the data onion Breaking the problem down into component parts, which you've done, <clears throat> as all engineers would do. So, I would say, broadly speaking, this situation does fit the mold. There are a couple of things about um, this situation that I think I wish was a little bit stronger, and um, I will walk you through all of these, and um, and, and it'll be good to kind of get your thoughts as we go along okay so i'll start with the very end which is dissolution so all dive deep questions and and specifically in you know forget about questions right like the actual leadership principle um the expectation uh would then dive deep is that we as leaders we don't stop asking the question like why did something happen until we get to the very bottom of the problem, which is what we call the root cause. And then when we um, design a solution, the solution is permanent, and it needs to outlive um, your particular, you know, your tenure in this role, right, because you may you may move move on into a different business to a different role, who knows. Um, and, and this links this leadership principle back to ownership, right? Because, you know, if you're an owner, you don't just accept and and actually to insisting on the highest, you know, on the highest standard, right? Because if you're an owner, you don't really accept um, patchwork solutions. You need solutions that address not a symptom, but a really real root cause. And you need solutions that are lasting. Um, What uh, from your description, um, I understand that it sounds like you did go to the root cause, but I'm not 100% sure that, um, that you went as deep as, you know, as I would expect you to go, okay. the, the, I would say the mitigation for me is that you mentioned that the process of migration, so there, there was an element of the system, my mi- systems, migration process, um, or, or, or some sort of technical issue that, that was the actual mm-hmm that was the cause of the error and when you mentioned to me that a similar migration was performed in a different region um, it went fine i think what you need to really demonstrate here is that this is the end yet you didn't you couldn't dig any further this is okay. this is this is the floor like this was the root cause, right? Like you, you've, you've done it and then you've, you have, and then in order to solve the problem, um, solving problems here doesn't mean correcting errors. It means, well, it, it, it does, but it, it, it means it in a very sort of very specific way. You're meant to, um, correct it for good.
1: I got it. You don't. So, Uh so well, in order to craft it better with regards to the example in the because uh, one uh, uh, at first uh, i solved the problem in colombia okay and then uh, the other implementation happened six months after in chile and according to the lessons learned in this pro and this uh, particular instance in colombia the project in chile went fine that was uh, that happened after the project in colombia would you say that it's better not to mention it uh, at all?
0: The fact that um, a different project was happening in a different market, and because of your learnings, you you managed to prevent a similar error happening again. Yeah. No, that's a great thing to mention.
1: Ah, okay. Okay. So that's... probably, probably didn't say it uh, this very same way when I. Um, when I, when I told the story.
0: Well, you mentioned it in, in passing at the very end of the story and uh-huh. I, and I'm, what I'm trying to, um, get you to do is to, to, um, amplify this part of the solution <laughs> because if yeah. you did in fact fix, well, the, the, in reality, this is what happened and tell me if I'm wrong, um, you've discovered an error that, um, could have affected a whole bunch of migrations if you guys were to repeat them again and again. Right. Because you know, let me guess, you know, it happens in Colombia, mm-hmm. right there. Uh, exactly. Right. You have exactly. accents in the Spanish alphabet. That's just the reality. Right. Uh, by the way, I, yeah. I took, I took, you know, six months of Spanish in college, so I don't really know anything, but I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, you, no, you're right. You're it right. may Happen and again. Right? Of, yeah. And because of the accent, the, the old, uh, uh, pronunciation of the of the word changes right. right
0: exactly so it sounds like what you actually did is you discovered a problem that wasn't necessarily um it, it, it was bigger than actually something that was affecting um colombia
1: that's right right that's
0: right and if, yeah. if the same business operates across various different countries within the same region that share the same peculiarity about um, naming and spelling then yeah. you know you you actually discovered something that you know that that has a more scalable impact as a problem, but also by solving it, assuming that you went to the very bottom of the problem by solving it, and then scaling the solution to other regions, you've actually prevented um, all other countries and regions within um, kind of the region where your business was operating to 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 break their SLAs. Would that be fair to assume? Yeah,
1: this is fair. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, I would encourage you to focus on, to, to, to make this more prominent mm-hmm. because you essentially your story has a very interesting twist, right? But cause you were, you were trying to solve a very particular issue in one country and you were, uh, you were focused on, um, this particular era, in reality, you, what you've uncovered is something that is, you know, the, the problem was a little bigger Yeah. Um, and the solution was a little more impactful and that's something that, um, if I were you, I would make more prominent okay. in the story. Okay. Yeah.
1: It was bigger than just the long,
0: right? Well, uh, I'm going by what you've shared, but it sounds yeah, like yeah. it was.
1: No. It, uh, it's right. It's right. I mean, it didn't happen, but, uh, uh, at the basis it, uh, it was a, it was a problem that could have an impact on other countries as well. All the, all the Spanish speaking countries might have the same problem. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, and then, um, then let's go back in time again. And so <clears throat> let's focus on, um, the specific actions that you took to, to discover the actual problem. So the way that you are delivering the narrative, it sounds like, or it seems like you were lucky. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that, um, there, there's a fine line between, um, sort of you know uh, as i would say the good lucky and the not so good lucky for example um if you are pursuing an analytical pathway that doesn't lead you anywhere and you step back and you think okay I, i must be approaching this the wrong way let's look at let's look at the problem in a different way let's me let me try and slice the data differently or talk to some other people maybe i'm missing something and then you stumble upon the solution and you go, aha, there it is.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: That is what I call, you know, good, lucky. Why? Because you have a problem solving method which you're using that yields results and that um, generates luck for you as an analyst, right? And and I mean analyst in a broad sense, right? Because we all oftentimes uh, play the role of analysts when we try to solve solve problems right quantitative qualitative mm-hmm. doesn't really matter so um and that is something that is you know that's the skill and the leadership quality that is desirable and interesting and that's something that as you know if i was interviewing you that's what i would be looking for um the the concern that i have in my mind is that if you weren't looking over the shoulder of the it guys when they were scrolling through the database what yeah. are the chances that you would have found that this was the problem?
1: Yeah, we would have, uh, we would have needed a different approach. You're Definitely. Right. Yeah. Would you have found that... it at all? Uh, well, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. Because I, I told you the story as it effectively happened because uh, we were together and we were scrolling through the data and said, well, but this is not spelled correctly and we were we came to to see if there was any information about the zip code and they were actually not there so you're right i could uh, in your opinion i should change this uh, into into a much more uh, methodical uh, way to to undercover what could be the problem well
0: i think you need to you need to stick to the facts of what you were actually trying to achieve and it okay. o- only knew o- only you know what was happening um, in your mind when you were uh, pursuing this problem um, if you um, because it sounds like you know f- you know y- and again I'm guessing here you know you're in the process improvement or continuous improvement engineer uh, or specialist consultant you, your, your first point of contact or your first entry point into this problem was to try and look at the process, which probably is right, right? Like, it, you know, it's a good sort of, but intuitively, it makes sense. Now, say for example, if you wanted to <clears throat> look at it from a, you know, from a business angle rather than a process angle, you would want to slice the same data by geography. I would argue that you didn't need to ask the IT guys to go through, to browse through the database, you you could have just cut the data differently. You could have cut the deliveries by region and there you go. You would have discovered it. You would have looked at, I don't know, a region in Colombia where the, the, the bulk of the missed SLAs were coming from, then you would have, you know, listed all the cities and then you would have found this particular city. And then do you see what I mean? So you, you, you know, that's, and I think that would have been Basically I would understand, I would have understood it as, okay, well, you know, he's got a method and the method is repeatable. Like, you know, the first two things or three things, you know, didn't lead anywhere. So, you know, he tried to look at it in a different way. Now, coming back to what you were doing with the IT folks, I think, um, if you could clarify, if you had a subs, you know, a hypothesis of the, you know, the particular area where the the error might have been and then you were a little bit lucky that you have discovered it that's absolutely fine but i think you know what you need to demonstrate is that you have a method of you know having a hypothesis and then pursuing it and you know trying to validate it is it right is it wrong um and you know and a hypothesis is okay well these are the main comp these are the, these are the main parts of the process it must be one of those let's have a look So you, you had a look, okay. Um, these, you know, you've opened these three doors. They didn't leave you, you know, they, they didn't lead you to anything that was worthwhile. Okay. So let me try something else. Um, so you kind of need to land this method if you had it, uh, you know, some sort of hypothesis that you had before you approached the it folks. Um, and then if you say, and you know, and while we were executing this method, actually, you know, we were doing a detailed scrub or we. Let's say you ask the IT folks to pull out a random sample of delivery.
1: Sorry, sorry, Uh, Eugene. What happened is that uh, I think that I don't know if mine or yours, uh, some system disconnected, so I lost uh, the last part. Can I tell you where where I was at?
0: Yeah, where where, where did you lose me?
1: Yeah, I I lost you. At the, at the time where you were, um, where you were talking about the, the different approach, there was a much more uh, business approach by looking at geography okay. where I didn't have the need to actually ask to the IT guys uh, to, to look for to the data.
0: Sure. So w- what I would say is, um, um, if you did a pro so w- what I would be looking for is <laughs> some sort of evidence that you are, are a hypothesis driven problem solver. You have an idea, you have a suspicion, and then, and then you, at some point in time, discover the solution that lays somewhere within that suspicion. So if I were you and you want to, and and, you know, and and you're using the story as a dive deep example, you need to outline what is it exactly that you had in your mind when you asked the IT folks to list through the database, for example, did you take a, a sample of deliveries and you wanted to see if there's anything wrong? You could say, look. At this point in time, um, I, 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 I had a suspicion that it had to do with something that with with some sort of information flow issue, but I had no idea what I was looking for, and I had hundreds of thousands of deliveries here to go through, which was obviously unsustainable. So I decided to take a random sample of fifty, mm-hmm. and then walk through them, and then list through them with the IT guys and lo and behold and this is how I found it. So there 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 needs to be something methodological that yeah. precedes the, the you know the, the the luck. Otherwise it becomes bad luck. You know, you were looking for oranges and you know you didn't find them, but you know you were lucky to have found apples where the problem was.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. Yeah, with regard to the hypothesis, I could say that uh, one, uh, one thing that I saw, I don't know, like uh, a delivery guide, I mean, it's, uh, um, that uh, it, uh, um, it's a written document that has always to go with the merchandise in Colombia for uh, the, I scroll down, I scroll down, I took a sample of the delivery guides uh, that uh, on the one day, and uh, i saw that among uh, i don't know among 50 there was uh, one that uh, didn't have the uh, didn't have the, the zip code actually so i i figured out that uh, what was the name of the city and uh, because of the finding that i had i had the, i don't know i had the the, subs- the, sub- the suspicion that uh, there might be wrong something system wise so i asked the it team what was going on with this particular city and they found out that the we found out together that the accent was uh, was wrong
0: perfect okay well i'll leave you with that so hopefully okay. you know the the last kind of few bits of comment feedback uh, that i would give to you is that first of all always always be clear um what your kpis were and what your goals were in terms of what you were trying to solve. So in in this situation where you had a specific problem on your hands, like was your goal to bring it, bring the on time KPI back to where it was, um, Mm -hmm. or, or make it higher or what was it? Right. Um, and it's fair to say that, you know, you know, the, 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 the initial KPI was best in class, um, it dropped for an unknown reason. So your, you know, your, your, your ambition was to bring it to, you know, to where it was. Uh, you know, for starters, the second thing is, um, always do take the opportunity to, um, illustrate the size of the problem and the yeah. mental trick that I have is, um, always ask yourself what would have happened if the problem went unsolved, I, I probed you on this. And I think it's a good thing to put into the actual main narrative. Yeah, for example, you know, if, uh, you know, the, the SLAs, like if, if the on-time KPIs, uh, kept on going like this, then we were facing massive penalties yeah, and that, right. that would have cost the company millions of, of dollars of, or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the story, when you've solved the problem and so you say, and I've, you know, I've averted and, 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 and because this problem was also, you know, likely, very likely to have happened in other Latin American markets. Or Central American markets, um, I most likely save the company. I don't know tens of millions of dollars in lost revenue due to penalties or something like that. Like think about just just go down the memory lane and really try to kind of remember remember the numbers or estimate them. To yeah, the, best of the, your in the
1: results: Yeah, and the result part I can definitely add this one. And with the size of the problem, it's a great advice to put this in the situation.
0: Well, exactly right. And it, and it's also, it's not just about problems, right? It's also about opportunities. Like for example, if yeah. you were um, thinking about um, opportunities, right, you, you know, if for example, and, and this is usually an invent and simplify questions, if you were pursuing an opportunity, what would have happened if you didn't do it? So what was the incremental effect? And the same here, loss, of, loss averted is an incremental effect. Um, the other thing that I'm always advising um, everyone who I'm coaching is, do make sure to mention who you were working with and the kind of stakeholder audience that you have. Um, we always work in teams, and we always have decision makers and interested parties in all companies. Um, were the senior director's eyes on this problem? Do you think a VP would get upset if um, you know if, if the if the on-time KPIs were going like this, like? Is that, is was that a VP level problem? A senior director level problem? Like who, um, and in the end, like who came to say thank you to you for solving this problem?
1: Yeah, I guess that this is a great, uh, this is a great advice always on the situation size, uh, to, uh, to state on the one hand, um, what, uh, what were the risks? In the fa- in the case that the, 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 the KPI remained as it was, it was during the two weeks. Uh, you can imagine all the KPI are measured on a monthly basis as well as invoicing. So if the invoicing went uh, uh, went with a lower KPI, there would have been penalties. And the stakeholders is right. It's right. I didn't think about this because it's something that took uh, a, a an executive an executive role. It was the Senior executive director that uh, landed his eyes on this uh, on this problem, so he asked me to uh, to share progress with him. Yeah, you have to mention this.
0: Yeah, and the way you do this is you say you say uh, you basically mentioned that, given the size of the issue and the potential fallout, this immediately escalated and landed on, um, you know, the executive vice president's radar, and so I was in frequent updates and or, or something like that.
1: Yeah. Or uh, I could also say that he he put uh, a deadline on the execution of the project. I know that uh, once uh, once... that's
0: if that again, if that is exactly what happened, right? So it's it's something something that I also advise everyone, like don't invent stuff, but don't miss an opportunity to outline an important part of the context, the size of the problem, the complexity of the problem, the ambiguity of the situation, the simplicity of your solution. you know the the years of experience that it took for you to be able to solve it um and you know this the size yeah. of the outcome so all That's, of that um yeah. it, it's just something that demonstrates you know the, the 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 size of your business impact as as a leader and there's not a lot that i can like i, I can't really advise you on kind of what's good and what's bad what's Kind of what raises the bar, what doesn't, because it's different from level to level. But uh, all I'm saying is just maximize it, right? Like, um, if there was a senior director, um, mention the stakeholder name. Just paint a picture of how big of a deal it was, not just in the size of the business, but also how many senior eyes were looking at this and were yeah. stakeholding this.
1: So, in uh, what would you advise? to always try to put these free items that you just uh, mentioned in uh, in all of the stores because actually uh, this this thing happened in, uh, in all of the stores I'm talking about the goal that I, that uh, uh, that my action had, that basically is the task that I had to accomplish the size of the problem or of the project in terms of uh, what uh, what was the overall impact in the project and the stakeholders who were the stakeholders and if uh, any stakeholders was uh, was involved would you would you advise me to always uh, uh recall all these free uh, all these free items and put them in each single story
0: um i i would do that and there is no need to okay. overindulge in terms of the time but just just mention Yeah, you know, at at this point, at this point, the problem was big enough for the executive vice president to, you know, to be interested you know, he clearly understood that if we were to start failing on 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 time KPIs for, you know, long enough, suddenly the customers will come knocking on doors and started putting penalties.
1: That's right. That's right. And the fact is that those uh, those free items in particular happen in each story. I mean, all stories have a size. They all have stakeholders. Of course they do.
0: all all, and, all stories yeah, I- and all business situations have you know there's yeah, a bit there's a business a- there's a size of a problem or a size of an opportunity that um that that kind of set you into action and there's always people there are always people who are interested who you work with